Welcome to Hope Talks Podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. We would love your feedback and invite you to take a short, anonymous survey. You can find the link to the survey in the show notes. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. And today we're uh, glad to be joined by uh, Pastor Adrian Mills, who's the lead pastor here at the Church of the Nazarene in Harrisonburg. Pastor Adrian, how are you doing today? Hey, doing great. Good to be here with you. <laughs> pastor Margaret, would you just like yeah. to tell sure. people why we have Pastor Adrian on today? Oh, because he's our pastor. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> what kind of trouble are we in that we had Adrian oh, on right. today? Yeah, well... It's good to have you here today. Uh, sometimes it's just good to hear from you and hear your heart. And, you know, we're getting ready to start the Lent season. And I'm here at the Church of the Nazarene in Harrisonburg. On all of our campuses, East Rock and Esperanza Viva, we are talking about 40 days of prayer and leaning into that. And so I would love to just have you share a little bit of your heart um, behind um, this emphasis and how you ended up with what we're doing, and then we'll talk a little bit about what we're actually doing. Yeah, I mean, the season of Lent is, uh, it's an important season, and for some it takes a little bit of explanation because they, you know, either they think that's only a Catholic thing or they don't understand what that means, but Mm -hmm. Lent really means 40 days, uh, which begins Ash Wednesday, began this last Wednesday, and the 40 days not counting the Sundays between that Ash Wednesday and Easter and so uh, it's a season marked by prayer, repentance, seeking the Lord. And the way I like to explain it for those that aren't familiar or maybe the, those that don't know a lot about it is, at least in our local church, we talk a lot about the Advent season. Mm-hmm. We don't just, you know, show up on Christmas and say, Jesus, you're born. We, we prepare. Yeah. And, you know, so much of the holidays and traditions of Christmas lend to that, that practice. Well, uh, maybe too many times for believers— Easter is just kind of an event on the horizon or a, a big day or a special day. But maybe we don't always prepare uh, like we can. And so for me, we've done that uh, certainly year after year at our church. But for this year, um, I, I really just wanted to call our people to a specific focus during these 40 days. And the more I thought about it and prayed about it, it was really prayer. Yeah. And why prayer? Well, of course, we believe that prayer matters. Um, it's, you know, it's everything. But um, part of that seed was planted in a lot of different ways. We see a lot of things happening in our world. Um, it's been talked about a lot, but I was watching football on a Monday night. And I don't watch every Monday night, but I do watch yeah. some sports from time to time. And a player from the Buffalo Bills is injured uh, tragically. And, yeah. and you could just tell by what was happening on the field. You know, they cut to commercial and, they, you know, they'd say DeMar Hamlin's down. But you can tell when they come back from commercial that this is not a normal thing. And immediately in that moment, people are emotional. You see grown men, you know, move to tears. But many players, coaches, just begin to pray. Yeah. And there's a lot that can be said about that. And even if you are the most, you know, skeptical person about pro sports and what they stand for, I in that moment, what it communicated to me is when the bottom falls out yeah, of people's lives, right. they start to pray. Right. And that should tell us something. Yeah. But then I also just, you know, as a pastor who's ministering to people that feel broken or, you know, we're, we're talking a lot about relationships over this past month. And mm-hmm. a lot of us have felt the impact or are ministering to people who have just fractured relationships. I just, I still think prayer 
besides the fact that we know prayer is powerful and God works, when we pray, um, it brings people together. It unites people. Mm-hmm. It, it it encourages us. It, it tends to tear down walls and not build them up. And yeah. so I'm for more of that in my life right now. I'm right. for more of how do we get people together? How do we get people believing the best about each other? How do we get the church working together? And so I just, I believe prayer is a big part of that because God God moves through our prayers, but God works in us as we pray. And so all of that was just kind of the fodder that led to me just feeling like we really need a specific focus on prayer for this season. Yeah, it is about our relationship with the Lord. And, you know, I think about if that triangle, you know, if two people are praying to the Lord, you know, if we're praying together, we will be closer. It's like it. there's something in that um, where two or three are gathered together. He shows up and we leave changed. Yeah. And so we have this 40 days of prayer. Um, there's a few things that you've been working on yeah. that will be resources for us and actually probably available for others yeah. if yeah. they would want to. Not everyone that's listening today yeah. is mm-hmm. going to be from our church. So yeah. I think one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on too was there are people that are listening that maybe you want to be a part of prayer, or maybe we'd like to have some resources and don't really know where to go. Because Lent does tend to call us to prayer. We yeah. we do think yeah. about that. We think about um, that season. And so at the end, we can talk about how to find those resources. Uh, but tell us a little bit about yeah. what is lined up. Well, I would begin, I, I haven't necessarily, a lot of our emphasis leading into this season was getting people to commit and sign up and how can we journey together. But I would just begin by saying, um, each of us individually, I believe in prayer. I I know you two love the Lord and are passionate about prayer. But for 40 days, what does it look like for each of us to just say, Lord, how can prayer be more of a a focus, more of an That's not an indictment on, that's not condemnation. That's just, okay, Lord, for 40 days. And there's not an overriding scripture, but we in our life groups this season at our church, we're studying the book of John. And Mm -hmm. I just... I so resonate with the prayer of John the Baptist. It's, I don't even know that it's a prayer. It's a declaration, but it's mm-hmm. it's in John chapter 3, verse 30. And here's John the Baptist who we see at the Christmas story, his mm-hmm. connection with Jesus. Yes. We see him paving the way. Yeah. And we see his disciples. His followers are kind of riled up that why, why are people following Jesus and not you? And his response is, you know, that I would decrease and he mm-hmm. would increase. Yeah. And I, you know, at its root, that's what I want this 40-day prayer yeah. to be individually. But And we'll talk about resources and yeah. stuff, but just what does that mean in our lives to just say, Lord, for 40 days, how how can you increase? Mm-hmm. And I not that I am bad, I, I don't matter, not that, but just, you know, in a world where it's pretty, in my life, it's pretty easy for me to focus on me a lot. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, for 40 days, I want you to increase in my life and specifically um, through the avenue of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so one tool so that we're doing, yeah, us. yeah, yeah, yeah. Start with us. Like, yeah. Start yeah. With me, right? yeah. We begin with that personal <laughs> and that the beautiful thing about that is, is we don't know the fruit of that. I don't know what that's going to mean for everybody in our church. That's between them and the Lord. But I, I'm confident that if we each begin with that, God will show us yeah. and he'll reveal <laughs> and he'll, you know, something I did last, last season of Lent. I was just trying to think about that. I, I like to run. Sometimes I run in the evenings when my kids are in bed and it's quiet. And I'll throw on music or a podcast, but last last year and during the season, the Lord just challenged me to be still. And by still, it wasn't not running, right. but with 
like just in silence mm-hmm. to run and to allow that time to be occupied with his voice mm-hmm. and his presence. And I'm going to be honest, that was kind of hard at first because mm-hmm. that, you know, whatever I throw in my earbuds is kind of a welcome distraction from how slow I'm moving or how, you know, <laughs> when I get to a mile in and I want to quit. But that was, it, I, I'm not saying that to, I'm just using that example. It will look different for everyone. But I think as we pray and just say, Lord, how can you increase in my life in these next 40 days through prayer? He'll show us and he'll challenge us, but not in a way that's going to harm us, in a way that's going to help us. And so I think it does begin. And, and that's my prayer is if, if you're listening today, you know, how can you join us on this journey of just saying, Lord, I want you to increase in my life. I want you to increase in my family. I want you to increase in my, you know, my, my time, my quiet time with you. I want you to speak to my, you know, the dreams that I, all of that, you know, mm-hmm. and then but focusing it through the lens of prayer. I think that's a powerful place to start. And I think sometimes we are ourselves, praying for ourselves is last instead of first. And I think it's easy to go to the Lord with a list of things about other people. And I was really challenged by, it's been a few years ago now, I was reading a book, a mom that was really struggling um, with her teenage daughter. And uh, her daughter says to her one night, like, Mom, I don't need your philosophy. And the mom was challenged to pray this prayer. Lord, change me. Don't change anybody else. Just change me. Yeah. And because she'd been focused on trying to change someone else. Yeah. And it is now a part of her daughter's testimony yeah. of how that spoke to her. When For the mom, just being able to focus in and allow the Lord to see her where she needed to change to make that relationship better, even with her daughter. Yeah. And it became a testimony of her daughter. And so... That's a challenge for me is to make sure that I am looking inward. And mm-hmm. and I think this is what you're talking about is just that, is allowing the Lord to shine a light in our own life and yeah. uh, see if there's places that maybe we need to clean up so he can take up residence yeah. fully um, in our lives. And Pastor Adrian, as you were talking about John the Baptist and him talking to his disciples about I must increase, he yeah. must decrease, I was thinking about, you know, what John the Baptist was really telling them was, what I'm doing is to point people to yeah. Jesus. I'm yeah. not trying to point people to myself. And you know, that's how we as Christians, we should want to point others to Christ. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to point people to us. Mm-hmm. We're trying to glorify God and point people to Him. And you know, we need more of Him. And so prayer is our communication with Him right. and growing yeah. closer in relationship with Him so that He can help us. Uh, as we're recording this this past Sunday... Um, the speaker that came um, to our church for an event, he talked about dripping Jesus and splashing Jesus. And if we're filled with the Holy Spirit in our yeah. lives, and we can't help but spread that, splash that, drip that to those around us. Yeah, and it's, it's a, we, we can't do that if we're not spending time right. in prayer, allowing him to, to increase in our lives. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's the starting point. You can't legislate or program that for people. But I do pray over these 40 days, we get the spirit of that. One tool that we're developing, um, and it's available on our website. We'll tell you how to access that here in a minute. But with our pastors across our campuses, we just collaborated on a, on a prayer guide, a devotional. There's a lot of good devotionals you can read, a lot of good places to turn to. But our heart was providing a little bit of encouragement every day, but then pointing people to prayer. And so for 40 days, we just we provide a thought, a devotional thought based on the word, some encouragement, 
some inspiration, some challenge. But then the point of every day is really calling people to prayer and inviting people to prayer. And, and so the beauty of that is individually we're praying, individually we're asking the Lord, how can you increase in my life? But then corporately, as we're on this journey, there's some specific prayers that we're going to be praying on specific days. And that's that's the beauty that we find in community too, is I love you know 40 days of individual prayer and what that looks like and what's God teaching you and what's God teaching you. And, but isn't it really cool when we come together in community and we're praying the same prayers, yeah. you know, and what God does, not just individually, but corporately, that's the body and that's what's beautiful. And that's, that's the journey that we're going to be on together. That's really neat. Um, and, you know, if you're interested in these devotionals we're talking about, you can go to our website, cotnaz.org. And at the top, there's a drop-down menu. And the first thing on the drop-down menu says 40 days of prayer. And you can click on that. And then there's a subscribe button on there where you can subscribe to those emails and get those each um, day during Lent leading up to Easter. And also another cool thing that we're going to be doing to be intentional as a church, and this is open to anybody, also is at our Harrisonburg campus, we're going to be having a worship night, prayer and worship. And if you just want to share about that, when that is. Yeah, Wednesday, March 8th. Last year, we were able to do it on Ash Wednesday. We just weren't able to coordinate that quite this year. But in some ways, I kind of like that it's kind of in the middle of the 40 days. Mm-hmm. And so it's we have a passion to worship, and several of our key leaders, they, they kind of came to me, and they said, hey, could we do this again? And how do you say no to people that want to worship? And so we're going to make it about worship, but then also just about corporate times of prayer. As we're recording this, we've gotten to witness and see God doing a lot at the campus of Asbury, University and not just there, but now through places all around the world. And um, there's a danger in trying to just replicate a formula. But um, certainly, what it says to me is um, let's create space for God to speak. And we're not going to tell him how he has to speak or what it needs to look like. But we're, we're going to provide several opportunities like that throughout these 40 days. Some of it, in addition to gatherings like that, I know our women are going to gather. They've yeah. got a, an event um, where just our women will gather. We have some life groups. And what we've kind of said to all ministry areas is how, in your ministry, how can you make 40 days of prayer? So I know our, our, our children and students are finding ways to resource parents and families. Our life groups, um, some of them will be hosting prayer walks in their neighborhood or specific prayer gatherings. Again, just how do we live this out, not just individually, but corporately as part of the body? And I'm excited about what I know is going to happen, some things that we have scheduled and planned. But I'm really excited about what I don't know yet, about yeah. what God kind of does as people just say, this is not something we have to do, but we want to do. So yeah. what does this look like? And just excited to see what God does through that, through this journey. Yeah. And even as we're talking now, I'm thinking about, you know, the Lord's putting something on my heart. So uh, um, I pray that he does that for each of us during this 40 days of prayer that you know, how can we incorporate prayer into our everyday lives, into what we're doing in our ministry area? And we even have a place on our, our site, too. If you go to COT uh, NAS slash 40 days, it'll take you right there to the page. But there's actually a place on there where we, we're encouraging people to share what is God doing through prayer. Yeah. And I think that is important because we don't put expectations on what God is going to do, but we do expect that he's going to do some stuff. Yeah. And we're excited to know what that is. And some people may not be able to share everything that God does, but there may be some ways over these 40 days that we just get to share about things that God does in us and mm-hmm. new opportunities that he provides and ways that he answers prayer. And so 
you know, if you're listening today um, and God is working through prayer in your life, would you take a minute to share that with us? Because it's encouraging. And there will be some on this journey that need those stories because they're not seeing or experiencing those answers to prayer in that moment. But your your faith and your encouragement and your testimony provides the fuel and, and the excitement and the faith that they need to keep praying. Um, I, you know, not to tell another story, but there's plenty of stories throughout Scripture. I, I love the story of Joshua marching around Jericho, you know, and it's this ridiculous story, really, where, the, you know, they're ready to battle, and the Lord's like, no, just walk around the city and, you know, have a marching band and toot your horn. And we read that, and I'm like, oh, they walked seven times, and we think that's no big deal. And how many days in a row did they do that? But just somewhere along the way, they had to think, I want to quit. And yeah. maybe yeah. some did. We don't know. I don't, I don't right. know. I mean, so I just think of that kind of faith. Like, some of us, we're on lap four or five or six of the prayers that we've been praying, and we're just... So I, I just say that to say, some of us, through your faith, you know, through, through the, the, the prayers that God's answering in your life, it's going to encourage us to go that seventh lap. And maybe it's not till that seventh lap that we really get to see um, the walls fall and God do something really cool. So that's a tangible example I like to keep in front of me when we're talking about staying persistent and being encouraged by someone else's faith. I think about in the Bible where it says, um, and I, I'm not going to say this word for where it is, it's just what I remember. It's just we shouldn't give up. Faint not. Yeah. Like you said, we don't know what lap we're on of like when they were marching around Jericho. You know, maybe some of them did give up, but those that didn't give up, they reap the reward. Yeah. Experience victory. Yeah. yeah. Patience. God calls us to be patient and to, you know, not give up praying. I know there's, I believe it's Hebrews 10.35 says it's not to lose confidence because it'll give us a great reward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm thinking about another time in the Old I love Old Testament stories. Um, but when King Jehoshaphat is marching out, to battle and they've been told to worship mm-hmm. and you know i i know today there's probably some people listening that are just in a place where maybe they're tired and they've prayed and they don't see the change and there is something about um, when we worship and prayer to me is worship but this particular story they're marching out uh, to battle against three armies and the choir <laughs> The worship team is ahead of them, and they're worshiping in the midst of their battle. And they come on the battlefield, and all three armies had defeated one another, and there was no one. And so God pays attention when we turn our focus on him. And it seems to be when it's most darkest before the dawn. And so, like you said, faint not. We don't give up, but we continue to trust that the answer is on the way. So this is a good opportunity for us and for whoever is listening today, no matter where you live, to really lean in these 40 days and, and just see what he would say personally and corporately, either here or wherever you have a, a church family yeah. that you pray with. Uh, we want to encourage everyone to lean in. So I know that you're passionate about prayer, um, Pastor Adrian, but is there a story just, is there a time when God answered prayer in a powerful and mighty way for you that maybe when a prayer is not being answered, it is the thing that causes you not to give up praying. Yeah. I, some of my earliest memories of my life, not just of my faith, were of the power of prayer. And again, I don't think I was able to even able to articulate that until later in life. But um, yeah, I grew up in the church. I, I've never not been a part of the church and that's, that's 
been a beautiful thing in my life. It's not something I resent. But my grandparents were in a really serious car accident when I was five years old. And seriously, some of the earliest memories of my life were we were we were moving. We had lived in Ohio at the time. I was born in Virginia. We, we moved to Ohio and we were moving back um, because my grandfather was in a coma, was told we, we thought he wasn't going to live. My grandmother was told she'd never walk again. So just really dire. And we moved back to Virginia so my mom could be with her parents and what she thought maybe would be the end of her dad's life and whatever would be left of my grandma's life. But my grandparents are incredible people of faith. At that time, my grandfather was a district superintendent, which is just a fancy way of saying he was kind of overseeing the churches in Virginia. And, you know, my grandfather is not an eloquent speaker. He is not, you know, some savvy business, you know, but he believes in prayer. And he's just a humble and faithful, both my grandparents. And so God just began to work in their lives. I mean, my grandfather, you know, it was a miracle. He came out of his coma. Um, My grandmother was told that she would never walk again. And she just had the faith to to tell the doctor, that's not true. (laughs) Now, you could say that's stupidity or audacity. My grandma's pretty stubborn. But uh, she just believed that God was going to work. And so many stories from that time that I love to hear. My my grandfather's passed away now, but my grandmother's still with us and and walking but, yeah and, yeah but but the, the title the slogan that they really you know the the truth that they really began to say over and over is god is able I mean, so many stories from, you know, a nurse that showed up at the hospital to encourage my grandma at one of her lowest points, and they could never find who that nurse was later. My grandma still thinks it's an angel, you know. Mm -hmm. The x-rays of my grandma's legs that were hollow, bones that, you know, would never regenerate or grow back, and then weeks later, that same x-ray showed bones filled in. I mean, just, you can't make this stuff up, but it's just story after story. Uh, I mean, I saw, uh, this is long enough ago that airbags weren't really a thing. The pictures of the vehicle, you know, there's a, a huge indentation on the dashboard where my grandfather's head hit. I mean, he, he should not be alive, mm. but he went on to live you know, very fruitful life of ministering to others and encouraging others. My grandma, you know, she didn't just walk. She's now survived cancer twice. Yes. And is, you know, yeah. so just the foundation, the fodder of my faith just became these stories that I grew up and I knew they were remarkable, but I maybe I didn't realize they were that remarkable. I just thought this is what God does mm-hmm. when people pray. Yeah. And so I would be lying if I didn't say there were times I need to go back there and, and remember, wait, God, you did that because, you know, our, our faith isn't always easy, right? And we don't always get to see the answers to prayer that we're praying for now in our timing. But, you know, the same God that did that, he's still the God that's able. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, I, I hope and pray today, if you are listening and you don't know that's true, that God will reveal himself. It may not be always in the ways that we expect, but it is true that God is able. Yeah. And it is true that there, there's nothing, nothing. <laughs> Man, I get emotional. Uh, it's true <laughs> that there's nothing in your life that's too hard that's right. for the Lord to do. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. And we are, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what God wants to do uh, as his people pray. God doesn't always answer prayer in the way we think he should or think he will. You were talking about your grandfather. If I'm not mistaken, earlier that night or the day before, he had had a district meeting and prayed whatever the Lord had to do to get the Virginia district on their knees praying. (laughs) Yeah. that wreck to get the district got people praying that's true yeah Yeah. sometimes when we ask the lord to do things he asks us to partner with him yeah um yep i've learned that Mm. that's a picture of we know that that we serve a god that doesn't want to he's compassionate god he uses all things for his glory you know 
he he can bring beauty from ashes. Um, he can restore what the locusts have eaten. I've experienced that. I've seen that in many lives. He is still in the business of transforming, and not only transforming us, but using us um, to help bring hope to others. Right? Yeah. That's our mission yeah. statement. And transformed by God to bring hope to others through Christ, and that's our faith is sharing that, sharing um, what we have witnessed. The goodness of God in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of difficulty, he still moves. Well, I think uh, this has been a great conversation. I think a great way to wrap up our conversation today. Uh, Pastor Adrian, thank you for joining us. Maybe if we just want to say a prayer. Sure. Um, And I'll start and and y'all can follow if you want. Uh, Lord, I just thank you for today. And I just thank you for this opportunity we have to come and talk about the power of prayer and the power of coming to you, Lord, and um, talking to you and also hearing from you, Lord. Uh, Pastor Adrian was talking about last year during Lent, the Lord spoke to him to use his running time, not to listen to music or to listen to a podcast, not that those are bad things, but just to be in silence and to listen to the Lord's voice. And I just pray that today, wherever we're at, um, whoever's listening, that we would uh, be challenged by that, Lord, to spend time in prayer, daily intentional time during this uh, season of Lent leading up to Easter, Lord, that you would challenge us, Lord, to prepare. Like we talked about, Advent is preparing for Christmas, and Lent is a season to prepare for um, the Easter season, Lord. And uh, we know you're doing amazing works right now. Pastor Adrian mentioned uh, the revival at Asbury, and just we pray. Uh, I've heard my uncle say this before about revival travels. So we pray that it will travel, Lord, uh, and this um, our church being faithful in prayer and uh, all Christians being intentional to pray. Prayer is powerful and effective, Lord, and so we thank you for that. And we just pray uh, that we would all draw closer to you in prayer, Lord, and know that there's no prayer that you can't answer, Lord. There's nothing that is so hopeless that you can't answer, Lord, and we thank you for that. I ask all this in your name. Amen. Lord, I'm grateful for the opportunity we have to pray. We don't have to beg and plead to get your attention. In fact, you want nothing more than when your children come to you and we seek you, Lord. Not just telling you what's on our heart, though. As our Heavenly Father, you love that. But when we just want to be in your presence, when we choose um, silence and solitude as a way to drown out noise and busyness and chaos, and instead just open our hearts, open our minds to receive from you. And that brings you joy that your children would choose, Lord. We echo, we echo John 3.30, that you would increase, Lord, in our lives. And praying that, we don't really totally know what that prayer means and what it will mean, but we know we're for it. Um, So show us, Lord. You're going to have to show us what that means in our lives. You're going to have to show us, but we will trust you and obey you one day at a time as you show us what that means for you to increase. And so I pray for every person uh, in the sound of my voice today that their greatest need, they would trust you with it and know that you're still the God who is able. God is able. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Lord, as as we come before you today, I'm just reminded that there was no room um, in the end for Jesus. And um, it's easy even in today to for the noise and the voices and all that's happening in our world. It's easy for us to maybe squeeze our time. <laughs> maybe our time with the Lord is not 
as much as we would desire and or that he would desire for us. And in this Lent season, I'm reminded to make room, to make sure that the margins that get squeezed are not this time of prayer and time with the Lord, but that if we want to decrease so that he can increase in our life, we have to make room. And so I pray that you'll show each one of us um, listening today that you'll show us what does that what does that look like for each one of us personally to make room in our schedule in our life and so father just give us wisdom speak to each one of us personally how you would desire for us to make room we can think about what that means for us but in a season where fasting is often there's something that we don't uh, do during the Lent season a lot of times we'll choose a thing um, father would you show us in this season uh, what it looks like to fast what it looks like to make room for you and Would you show up in mighty ways? I know the needs are deep for those that are listening. We all have deep needs. But could we be vulnerable enough just to tell the Lord exactly where we are? He already knows. Um, He will meet us where we are. Uh, We don't have to pretend. And so, um, Father, I just pray that we would make room and we would see you increase in our life in ways that we don't even know how to ask. But you are a good, good Father. And I know that you want to give Um, good gifts to your children. And so, Father, let us make room for that. And as we make room personally, um, God, I pray that you would help us to make room in our lives for time together for corporate prayer with others. And uh, we know, God, that where two or three are gathered together, you've told us that you will show up. And so we enter this season with expectation of what you are going to do. And you don't seem to work in the same way every time. And so we'll just be expectant. And um, we thank you, Lord, that we can come and we can call on your name and that you answer and that you hear us. And so, Lord, I just pray a blessing on those listening today. May you meet their needs um, in ways that will be undeniable to them. And uh, may they be closer to you because of it. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Adrian, thank you for joining us today. It's been great to have you. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. You were loved. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I pray that as you've heard Pastor Margaret and I and Pastor Adrian talk about prayer and uh, prayer focus, that it truly has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.